getting out in the morning, being out sunrise, um, harvesting veggies, you know, those, those sort of moments is what makes it worth it. And when people really express how much they appreciate having, having the food, um, that's, that's what makes it exciting. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Duckfoot Farm, owned by Justin Hartley, is the ultimate example of small-scale farming that relies on land share arrangements between young farmers and landowners. It proves that small-scale farming has a big role to play in the future food system and ultimately the health of people too. Uh, so I'm farming in the southern highlands of New South Wales, so it's about uh, an hour and a half south of Sydney, uh, inland from, from the coast, about an hour. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, little bit challenging conditions here in the highlands, but um, certainly adds to the um, to all the all the important lessons we need to learn. There's so much opportunity here. We've we've got an abundance of land um, that's underutilized. Uh, it's beautiful soil and. You know, it is so close to to Sydney and the coast and Canberra. We're, we've got a pretty central location here, so it's um, yeah, it's a pretty good spot. Well, I try and grow everything that I can um, that that handles the conditions here. We've, we've got a, we've got very strong seasons here in the Highlands, so um, you know our our summer growing window is quite short. Uh, so you know we do we still grow things like tomatoes, eggplants, capsicums, chilies, and cucumbers, but we just um, we just have to start them a bit later because with those crops it's all about soil temperature. So um, you know I get pretty jealous with the guys up north. You know already got cucumbers by the time I'm just planting. So um, but yeah we try and grow a huge range of produce, everything from you know your salads, your um, root crops, and um, and summer crops. So. Um, you know, we we supply local veg boxes, so the, the idea is we want a big variety of produce. Um, uh, so yeah, we we try and grow everything we can, but um, we we try and push too much sometimes, and realise that you know we shouldn't be growing certain crops here because it just doesn't handle the the wind or the or the frost or whatever. So it's a constant learning curve. Quality food wasn't really part of Justin's childhood, but after a few experiences with other vocations, he knew the way forward was to find a greater connection with the land and food. Yeah, I, I grew up as a, you know, as most kids do, unfortunately. Um, you know, food wasn't a, a big part of our, our lives. Um, we sort of just um, ate whatever really um, you know we didn't have cooks in the family we ate a lot of maccas and and all that rubbish and um, so it wasn't really till I was you know a, a young adult in my early 20s where, where I discovered I discovered um, organic food and started working on an organic farm and and realized the value in food uh, I'd done a lot of things so I I when I left school I was a, I was a spray painter so I painted cars um, but I got sick from the chemicals and decided to go do horticulture. And um, then after um, not not much, not long, I realised, well, okay, this isn't working either because now I'm spraying pesticides and herbicides and fungicides, and um, uh, this also doesn't feel good for my health or the or the health of the planet. So um, so I I gave that up and um, started my own landscaping business and. And then um, gave that up and joined the army and was there for a few years. And so I sort of tried a few things, but um, 
it wasn't until I started growing food where I was like, okay, this is this is what I love to do. This is um, I'm getting some value out of this. Once you spend these many months growing, you know, a, a, a kale plant, and then you go home and cook it, it the taste it just seems to taste better. <laughs> um, you, I think um, just being involved with that whole, whole process and then and then eating it, um, there's something really enlivening about that. It, it, it feels it, it feels healthy. <laughs> After getting his foot in the door working on organic farms, Justin took the giant step of starting his own. I, I had done many years experience um, prior to starting Duckfoot Farm um, on, on organic farms and uh, I come across this, this um, method of, of no-till farming and um, it just made sense to me so I thought I'm going to give this a go and took the chance and uh, started started the process you know by laying um, cardboard on on top of the soil on top of the grass so there's no tillage at all just lay the cardboard down then build my rows with compost and mulch and um, so it all started with ten thousand dollars worth of compost and uh, cardboard that I um, uh, scrounged out of the Harvey Norman bins <laughs> and um, and and just went for it with a wheelbarrow and started building the rows and I, I was about seven rows in and um one of my friends come along and i said oh the worst thing that could happen now is you know getting a whole lot of rain and because i was worried about the compost washing the or the being washed off the cardboard um and then well he goes well it, it just so happens we've got a big storm coming and um it's going to be hanging around for a few days it's like you know a hundred mils of rain over the next few days <laughs> and um and so it did. It happened, and and the cardboard, uh, the the compost stayed on the cardboard. It didn't go anywhere, and so that was um, a little, you know, success story right there, right from right from the beginning. That there was no um, erosion. If I had tilled with a rotary tiller or something, all that soil would have just washed down the hill, and it would have been a complete disaster. So, um, so that was a real success right from the start. But but then um, you know, it's been pretty much raining for two years straight now. <laughs> So, um, so it's been a challenging two years, and um, but we're still here. We've still got a farm. We we haven't lost any native soil through the whole the whole process. So it's it's um it's really successful. Like all small scale farmers, every day offers a myriad of challenges. Well, I don't have a typical day, unfortunately, because I've got three farms. So I'm doing I'm I'm, I'm using land sharing opportunities. Um, so I don't own the land that I farm on, but I've been I've been offered these properties that, to which I've said yes to all of them, and um, so now I'm sort of I am juggling too much, and so I'm just trying to keep all the pieces together at the moment. But I'm still just trying to build that that foundation and and have a um, a system in place. So um, uh, you know I've got. Two people working at Exeter Farm, keeping that under control, and um, Moss Vale still a bit of a write-off from the floods. But um, basically, um, what the the, the long-term goal is is that my day would just be um, maintenance. So instead of building the farms, I'm just I'll turn up in the morning. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to seed carrots and beetroot and radish and transplant some leeks and prune the tomatoes and so on. So, but at the moment. It's, there's nothing set in stone other than the harvest days, which is two days a week, and 
um, they're the only only days that I, I wake up knowing what I'm doing exactly. <laughs> Although the region is ideal for what Justin grows, working with the elements has proved quite challenging. It's been the rain since I've started Duckfoot Farm. Before that, when I was farming, um, it was drought. So, so the weather is is a huge challenge. Um, and we've got pretty, as, as I said before, strong seasons here in the Highlands and we're pretty, uh, we get some ferocious weather, we get high winds and so on, high rainfall. Um, so I'd say the weather's been the biggest challenge. Um, also, also the consumer side of things, um, you know, trying to, trying to convince people why this is important, why, why we need this in our communities and um, why we need to create a localised food system and support support these small growers. Um, I think that's that's been a, a challenge, also also a bit of an emotional one because you know I'm quite passionate about it. I can see the value in in what it what it is and um, why it's important. And and when people um, they sort of see they see a, a lot of people see the v- value of food as as monetary value. So you know that's that's what's important to them and so that's that hurts a bit but um but that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing is is the educational side of things so his experiences and connections fostered while working for other people proved pivotal when looking to sell his produce oh well because I'd already been in the vegetable industry I I had contacts I knew yeah I knew restaurants and so on and um, resellers so um I didn't really have a problem but but if you were just starting out and you didn't know anyone, yeah, you'd have to do a lot of work and you'd have to, you'd have to get, get out there and go and visit restaurants and get your message out to the community or, or do farmers markets and things like that. So, um, but for me, it was quite easy. Uh, so I sell local veg boxes and I sell to some local restaurants, um, some restaurants up in Sydney, uh, really, really big support up, up in Sydney. And then there's also um, Ubi, which stands for Out of Our Own Backyard, and they they're a reseller. They um, and they support all local local um, small scale businesses plus um, you know big organic farms as well. Uh, and so they they buy a lot of produce off me and then distribute it out into their own veg boxes around Sydney. The reward for Justin is not just providing quality produce for others, but getting to enjoy it himself every day. Well, I'm lucky enough I get to have this experience every day, so um, it's, hard, it's hard to remember one in particular, but, you know, my, my wife is, is an amazing cook, so, so we're, we're quite spoilt. But, um, you know, we, we went up to one of the restaurants that's been buying our, our produce for um, over a year now, and I think, I think going up there and experiencing, you know, the chefs, because those chefs actually come down to the farm as well and planted some tomato plants and so on, and... Um, had a had a good day down here, so then we went up there, and you know all the chefs and waitresses and waiters knew us, and um, then served food that we had provided them, and um, that was a really amazing experience. As Duckfoot Farm has grown, so too the opportunity to create new initiatives. Uh, I think what's next is um, there's there's a little bit of expansion expansion here at Penrose where I am now. Um, and then I just want to finish building the farm. So I want to be done building and just get into the maintenance side of things. And, um, and once we do that, um, then we can start 
bringing in people, we can start doing workshops and farm tours and cooking events and so on and really just getting this out there and showing people, you know, how, how good life is and, you know, we can, let, let's celebrate food and, and celebrate life and, um, you know, we can, we can have fun. <laughs> so I, I think that's where I want to get to. I want to get the farms finished and um, looking beautiful and then start um, getting people involved. Justin, this lifestyle change has had a monumental impact on each and every day. Well, I love everything about what I do. Um, you know, getting out in the morning when, it, when it's a nice day, getting out in the morning, being out sunrise, um, harvesting veggies, you know, those, those sort of moments is what makes it worth it. And when people really express how much they appreciate having, having the food, um, that's, that's what makes it exciting. And, and knowing that we're eating food that's actually healthy for us and you know the, the, the land's being looked after and um, you know we're, we're consuming nutrient-dense food so it's um you know there's, there's so many things to love about what what we're doing here I think it I think it is that that connection to your food and and health uh, you know when when I'm at home and we're eating food, you know, I think about the whole process of of, of growing that that carrot or that um, or that beetroot, and um, yeah, it just feels feels like I, I have a bit of a connection to to nature and to health. Um, but you know, on days like this when it's sunny and and there's no wind and it's just a it's just a nice place to be. Uh, yeah, I certainly couldn't work in an office. <laughs> I, I just feel like what I'm doing is is important. You know, if I was, you know, I, I think it's important to, you know, I think it's a good thing to feel like what you're doing is important. Uh, it gives you a bit of bit of drive and, and passion, and um, so uh, yeah, I, I I think that's the main thing. Is you know, I, I'm an outdoors person, so um, I like being outdoors, but. Um, I think it's just that I feel I feel like what I'm doing needs to be done, and and lots of people appreciate it too. You know, there's you know people love having um, fresh food available, and you know when people give you the compliments of how beautiful your food is, it's uh, it's very rewarding. Duckfoot Farm is providing the highest quality produce while building the health of the most vital resource, the soil. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.